0: You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American History podcast. Each week, I read a story from American History. You didn't say your name. I don't need to. <laughs> to my friend.
1: Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is about or who the other guy on the show is. Welcome to Mystery History. Oh, wow. Better name. I am Benito. <laughs> what? worst his name? Bola What? This is... God, you want to look a little hit of dude? I'll do one bum.
0: <laughs> people say this is funny. Not Gary Gara. It's Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the tickling podcast. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town.
1: All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. <laughs> a bunch of religious virgins go to mingle and do what? Pray.
0: Hi, Gary. No. I see done, my friend. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> January 6th, 1811. 12 minutes. That's a
1: lot. January 6th, 1811? Yeah. Okay. Charles Sumner.
0: Oh, boy. Do you know?
1: (laughs) Of course not, but it sounds familiar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was born to Charles and Relief Jacob Sumner. What? Relief. Relief? I mean...
1: I'm a product.
0: That's what it says. Relief. I mean, maybe it was autocorrected, but I, you know, back then they I could weren't see naming
1: people relief, were they? That can't be. <laughs> that sure can't they... have been. That's its own podcast.
0: Oh, what a relief! She came out. <laughs> uh, like that's that. how it happened. Yeah. that's a good idea. Uh, they were from Boston. Charles was born prematurely along with his twin sister Matilda. Okay. The Sumners could trace their Massachusetts ancestors to the 1630s. Okay. So they've been around a while. Sure. Charles attended, Many Sumners. Yeah, a lot of Sumners. Charles attended the American Literary, Scientific, and Military Academy in Connecticut, where he was nicknamed Gawky Sumner. Gawky? Yeah. He wasn't physically great. Oh, uh, okay. So he's just... That's fun. <laughs> a friend said he, quote, never fished or shot or rode. He had no f- Fancy for dogs or horses, he was without all those tastes that are almost universal with young men. Yeah, not anymore. No, that's what we all do. We fish, we go shooting, we row, and we got fancy dogs I and don't horses. have a horse in my life. I would like you to see my fancy dog. <laughs> His father paid him to go to Harvard, uh, paid for him to go to Harvard. Okay. Didn't pay him. Go uh, there. Here's 50 bucks, go to Harvard. All right. Charles missed only three of 580 classes in his first year. Wow. Right? My opposite. Yeah. So his father wrote, quote, It is of little avail to have expensive and learned professors at college if a student does not devote his whole time to the duties prescribed. He's right. (laughs) He's right. (laughs) I feel like he... He did. He missed three out of five hundred. Oh, he was. Ma- that's that's in reaction.
1: Yeah. So he's like, you missed three. Yeah. Oh God. Good Lord. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. Dad, I get that it's the eighteen
0: hundreds, but come on. Honestly. Hey, Dad, reel it in.
1: What were you doing? Shooting and hanging with horses and fancy dogs. Were there fancy dogs there? Answer me. Reliefs in the kitchen, crying. <laughs> Look how upset you've made your relief.
0: Uh, so apparently they're not a great family okay. Charles told a friend quote, my own family's lack of interest in my future fortunes leave me despondent Okay. his twin sister died from tuberculosis and Charles wrote to a friend I have lost a sister but I still have other sisters and brothers huh? my, t- <laughs> my twin is now beyond the show of my affection and regard who who are his other brothers and sisters? He's kind of the ones. He's,
1: oh, they, he does. He had like uh, seven other ones. So he just kind of was like, hey, there's other fish in I the sister others. sea.
0: I get this was my twin, but there's a bunch more. Come on. Uh, Charles, uh, uh, another of his sisters, uh, Julia, said of him, quote, There was a world of love and tenderness within Charles. often hidden under a cold exterior or apparently crusted over with a chilling coat of reserve.
1: Okay, so I like what you did there. (laughs) Threw a little meat out. Lead off. Yeah.
0: One (laughs) of his mentors wrote of Charles' disposition, quote, he was totally put off his balance by good-natured banter. And when friends tried to joke, his expression was one of total astonishment. Oh, boy. He had no sense of humor and little sense of it in others. Okay,
1: so he's just the guy who's like, that's funny.
0: <sighs> All right, I should get going. Good to chat. He never had a comeback. Sorry, I'm going this way. I should have known. And was said to be impervious to a joke. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. good. Oliver Wendell Holmes said Charles had little imagination, wit, or sense of humor. Jesus. And he was a friend of his. So he's really just
1: the, he's just the worst, kind he's, of, right? He sounds like
0: the worst okay. person. Okay. Quote, If one told Charles that the moon was made of green cheese, he would dispute the alleged fact in all sincerity and give good reasons why it could not be so. So I'm going to take a stab here. Everybody's kind of terrible in this argument. I'm going to take a stab here. I'm going to say, I know that's his friend saying that.
1: Yeah, but it's also the uh, like anybody who's like, the moon's made of green cheese. Well, that guy's also a dude. Also a loser. Yeah.
0: Although back then, maybe hilarious. Probably. Probably had an album. Um, I'm going to say he's on the spectrum. Okay. Interesting. That's how I'm feeling. Okay. And so when I get these descriptions, I get the feeling that he's... Uh, He's got a condition of some sort. Okay. 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 Um. Uh. So in 1834, uh, at 23, he got out of Harvard Law School, and Charles traveled to Washington D.C. And on his travels, he saw his first group of slaves. Okay. And wrote to his parents, quote. My worst preconception of their appearance and ignorance did not fall as low as their actual stupidity. Oh, good Lord. They appear to be nothing more than moving masses of flesh, unendowed with anything of intelligence above the brutes. I have now an idea of the blight upon that part of our country in which they live. Give me a little Google Translate on what that... I think he's saying they look fucking dumb yeah, that... as a box of rocks, and so the place that they're living and that has them living like that is a horrible place. So he hates D.C. based on that. You know, he went through Virginia, so... Right. You know, south, right? Then. Right. So, well, he's, so he's calling so that he's, place.
1: He's half a little he's a little right in hating the town that's doing this yeah. but he's angry for the he's also not wrong reasons yeah he's also
0: not great yeah after ship to DC, DC he decided he wanted nothing to do with politics ever so he opened a law practice okay in 1835 he began reading the abolitionist newspapers and books that were frequent in uh, the north sure East sure he went to Europe in 1839 uh, and when his father died the same year he decided not to come back okay he toured Europe and met many educated and respected people he so was re- he
1: he got over the death pretty
0: quick yeah he was like there's nothing for me to do uh, really. tell him bye he's already gone what am I gonna do come back and like not be in Paris nope uh, he keep, he's hanging out with educated respected people he was repeatedly told that American slavery was a disgrace belitt- unbefitting of a civilized nation okay And he saw that blacks were treated much better uh, across the continent of Europe. All right. So he's... Okay. He returned in 1840 and wrote, quote, If Southern congressmen continue their infamous bullying of the North, dissolve the Union. I think slavery is a sin, individual and national, and think if the duty of each individual to cease committing it, and of course... Of each state to do likewise. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. So he's on the right track. Okay. When well, I'm, his fr- I'm waiting. Something's uh-huh. going to No, it's going to be fine. When his friend, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, got married, so this is one of his, he's got two buddies. One of them gets married. The other buddy's already married. Okay. So Charles was so upset oh, that his two friends were now married that he kept moaning about it. Oh, I wish you guys weren't married. So Longfellow and his wife allowed Charles to go with them on their honeymoon. What? They took him on their honeymoon?
1: Uh, Who would say yes to that? That's not a thing you throw out there expecting someone to take. How? We were thinking you could maybe um, come with us on our honeymoon. Are you good with, uh... Have you heard of the phrase lubing her up? Now, that is a strange question for a guy that we are asking to come along. Hmm? The kindness of our... Hmm? Loop her up? Yes. You're not going to be involved in anything that happens as far as...
0: I have been asked to come on the honeymoon. No, you have not been... You said we had to come on the honeymoon. But I think did, you did took, you, Did you ask me to come on the honeymoon? Yeah, but you're not okay, allowed to have any... I get to sex your wife. And you do not get to, get, get, sex, a, get to sex my wife. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Am I coming on the honeymoon? What no. happens what happens on honeymoons? What do you what do you guys do on honeymoon? What do you do on honeymoon?
1: We are looking forward to consummating our love. We have waited a and long time and if you we invite are...
0: someone else on a honeymoon, then we're all consummating the marriage. All right. I go. shall be in her butthole. You drive a hard bargain, Chuck. Charles continues speaking at public meetings. Uh, about how wrong slavery was. And
1: And I should be able to sleep with my friend's wives. Right, cheer, cheer, if that's also true. No more slavery, and no more knowing my trips with you fornicating. In
0: 1845, debate started about admitting Texas as a slave state. Charles addressed a huge anti-Texas crowd in Boston, quote, By welcoming Texas as a slave state, we make slavery our own original sin. God forbid that the blood which spurts from the lacerated, quivering flesh of the slave should spoil the hem of the white garments of Massachusetts. Okay, so I uh, he's saying if they vote for, it, they got a fucking dirty hand in slavery. So he he is he is right. He's yep. right. So Again, and but we the are... words are very okay. Here we go. Po- poignant, aren't okay. they? So there's Those very intense word words. Yes, mm. Mm. his increasingly hard line on slavery put him against Massachusetts Democrats who were concerned pretty much only about their trade with the South. And also the Whigs, who were focused on winning the White House in a couple of years and didn't want to upset people who owned other people. Sure. Well, that's, I mean, that if familiar. you test
1: high with that demo, you can't lose them.
0: <laughs> in December, Texas was, of course, admitted to the Union as a slaveholding state. Charles then joined a brand new party, the Anti Slavery Free Soil Party. Yeah, free soil. Free soil.
1: Anybody who signs up gets a free pound of sod. I
0: don't think that's. Fine.
1: Come on down! I don't
0: think that's what we we. I think we just meant everybody on the soil is free. Not
1: we're the, the anti-slavery soil party. Want a bulb?
0: Okay. Again, we're not. If you're not
1: willing that. to knock on doors, you get a few bulbs. That's fair. And some sod. Okay. Have some fertilizer
0: I don't want any fertilizer You're going to
1: have a beautiful garden yeah, We don't have a garden I live I'm going to come apartment. over And we're going to garden
0: it I live in an apartment
1: No slaves Just you and me okay. Soiling together Okay I'll tell you what I can get you a second pound of I don't sod wanna,
0: I don't want anything Let's get you two pounds Now I'm totally sod. pro Let's get you two pounds Now I'm totally pro-slavery I wasn't before Now I'm completely 100% Alright I
1: bet I'm going to win you back With this next offer I'm buying that guy over there three, I'll buy him Three pounds of sod I will buy sod. that guy right Three pounds uh, of sod Two
0: thousand dollars In your name in 1850, California petitioned for admission to the Union as a free non-slave state. Okay? The US had 15 slave and 15 free of slave states, which okay. was a very delicate nice, balance. Nice obviously. split. Nice split. Yeah. And they and they were trying to make it that way. Like they're trying to keep it even. <laughs> so Jeez. California was admitted with a compromise that allowed for or, or a much harsher fugitive slave. So they're like, okay, it's even. So if we give you California as another slave state, then you got to give us a way to be meaner to slaves. And everyone's like, that's cool. So they're like
1: picking dodgeball teams with slavery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty
1: much. Well, that's cool.
0: <laughs> Now, slave owners could reclaim a runaway slave by securing a warrant or arresting the fugitive on the spot. So, if if a slave is in the North, they're making it easier to go capture that slave. Right. right so, whereas, whereas before you you sort of he's had like, I'm uh, free. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, the case would be heard by a federal judge, who would be paid ten dollars is if a certificate of removal was issued. Meaning, they, meaning, if they went before the judge, the judge said, yes, you can take that slave back down to the south. Okay. But if the issue... But if it was denied, the judge only got $5. So, so in other judge, words, geez.
1: the judge uh-huh. was offered twice as much money uh-huh. to say, this is your slave and not a free man. That's right. And so, let me just do a little math. Say, math. Yeah, no, no, hold ahead. on, no, no, I'm, doing, yep. I'm doing yep. a little brain math yep. here. I'm going to guess that these... Respectable judges Uh didn't let money impact their decision making.
0: What? Why has a judge done that? Uh, Wait. There was also no jury, and the slave could not testify, and there were no appeals. So basically, a dude would just go, This is my slave!
1: I want him to, I mean, he's yours. (laughs)
0: In April 1851, runaway slave Thomas Sims was captured in Boston and returned to Savannah, Georgia. There he received 39 lashes in a public square. Boston and, and abolitionists in Boston were enraged. And as a response, on April 24, 1851, the Massachusetts legislature picked Charles Sumner for the U.S. Senate. Okay. So they do this to the slave. Sure. Which, uh, everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? You already captured him. Like, right. And then their response is, all right, we'll find the biggest anti slave motherfucker up in this bitch and we're going to throw him well, up in your sweet house. Plus, he's also probably like, you know, working deals going like, hey,
1: listen, vote for me. Get your pound of sod. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get your pound of sod. You and right. the family maybe There's... end up with, hey, if I, let's say two pounds of sod in your drive. Let's, let's not ask any questions. Yeah. Just vote Sumner. Okay. You want sod, you get sod, my man.
0: So, Charles went to Washington as a congressman. He was one of three free soil senators, which is a tiny minority who were who were ridiculed for their strong anti-slavery views. Government's always been really accepting. Like, <laughs> oh, look at that! I don't want to own people, guy.
1: <laughs> like ridicule. Yeah. He- it, it really, it really is crazy because, I, I, in general, like it, you, you can see this the sort of swings that history is going through. Like right now, you can tell where a lot of different things are trending. Like what the mo- what most people want are trending, but these are people who aren't interested. As interested in what history will say about them over how much money they could make. Yeah. So you, you have people who are willing to put a time stamp on these crazy bullshit views. Like, think of all these, these senators or like congressmen now who are anti, who, who don't believe in climate change and are the ones who are like, how come it's so cold then? Like, think of how in 40 years, like, it, you won't be able to say that was your fucking dad. No, you won't. You know?
0: Unless you. He decided. Let's get back to say it, it, he decided to wait on speaking against slavery when he got to the Senate, believing if he cared about other issues, it would strengthen him as a legislator when he finally came around and decided
1: to. So bring he's up an working on bill. other. So moves he's like, I won't come since here. He has the roundhouse. Down. I'm not
0: going to be a one trick pony. He's right, right. So he,
1: I'm going to be a fancy pony.
0: So for a few months, he does that, and then finally on July 27th. So he got there in November, so it's been a while. He made a motion to repeal the Fugitive Slave Law of 1850. His fellow senators denied him permission to speak. Okay. And it was voted against. Okay. Finally, in August, a budget bill came up for the Fugitive Slave Act. So he filed an amendment, which procedurally meant they had to let him speak. Okay. And he gave a four-hour speech called Freedom National. Wow. Quote, Slavery is not mentioned in the Constitution. No positive language gives to cron- Congress any power to make a slave or to hunt a slave. I must condemn with my whole soul the unutterable wrong and woe of slavery. When he was done, Illinois Senator Stephen Douglas accused Charles of assaulting the Constitution. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs>
0: we, we are just... I cannot! Excuse me! Sir! Turn around, Please! Look me in the eyes. Did you say the Constitution does not say we can own people? All right, hey,
1: hey, relax, relax. In the eyes. Relax, relax. You're coming off a little. What we all we want, Charles, is for you to sit down, look at the Constitution, and just say that you love it, and that you love it.
0: Give a kissy, bro. And
1: okay, uh, let me. And we would like you to kiss it. Okay, so we're asking you to sit down, look at it. Say you're sorry that you love it and kiss it a little bit.
0: No. You are a real asshole. You know that? Okay. That's yeah. against the rules. That's against the rules. You're not allowed to say that. I got some sod for you. Okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm working my sod angle of this again, character no, a lot.
0: It's hard, hard sod. A <laughs> California Senator, there was absolutely no purpose to the speech except to incite riots. Charles' motion was defeated. Then came Kansas, the territory of Kansas. Okay. The Kansas-Nebraska Act was introduced which would leave slavery in the two future states to be decided by a popular vote in the states.
1: So actually so letting gonna, people decide by a popular vote. Yeah. That's un-American.
0: The North was furious. Of course thousands gathered at protests newly elected wait why the north was, why is the north cuz they don't cuz they're scared that they're going to both vote for slavery oh
1: they're okay sorry for a minute there i my thinking when i just thought the people have the right to choose is was like well obviously they'll go against it
0: <laughs> newly elected south carolina representative preston brooks i think i'm going to like this guy <laughs> um, he, he is his parents were large plantation slave owners, and Preston owned himself more than 80 slaves. South Carolina Congress members had to own 10 slaves to run for office. Wow. <laughs> what? God damn it, I have nine. That is insane. I, can, I, can I borrow one of your uh, slaves? I just want to run for office. I want to be... This will... No. I
1: want to run that, for That is so crazy. It's not, it's not a great look. I mean, that is so... That is just... That's insane, right? That like the age. Well, having... it assures it assures. <laughs> yes, right. Of that course, slavery
0: is not going to be questioned, right? Yes, right. Because because a white guy without slaves might be, might be against it. Like a person without slaves, right, might be against slavery, right. That <sighs> just might be a thing.
1: Yeah, that's right. You open the logic.
0: So you're gate. forcing a guy who's against slavery to buy ten slaves oh my God. to run for office to be against slavery. Uh. So you say you're against slavery, but you own ten slaves. Why is that? Sad? Yes, but
1: all we do is hang out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they're my best goddamn friends.
0: Preston gave his first speech in the House during a debate over the Kansas-Nebraska Well, he Act. just sounds like the douche in every Preston movie. Brooks? Yeah, oh, Preston Brooks, straight like, out of douche yeah, casting. Eighty yeah. slave, just yeah. <sighs> Quote. The institution of slavery, which is so fashionable now to decry... Ah, this is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst. ...has been the greatest of blessings to this entire country. Not only does every section of the South benefit from the sweat of the African slave, but it gives employment to the shipping interests of the East, wealth to the manufacturer in the North, and a market for livestock of the West... Without slavery, millions in the North would face bankruptcy and ruin and inutterable miseries. Thousands who now live in con- contentment and comfort would beg for bread. The history of the African contains proof upon every page, in his utter incapacity for self-government, his civilization depends uh, how, how upon his you, content how, with and his control by the white man. How can you say? Of African
1: slaves uh-huh. That you've brought to a country Where you've not let them Learn or uh-huh. do anything yes. That they're not capable of governing You've made my point for me I believe, don't think I, I, believe I have you've I don't think made that I have sir point. This is why this podcast would just be Really like if we could time travel And just go back And oh. have, just have a quick chat With him Just a quick chat <laughs> Just a quick just a historical quick context catch up with old Preston how did I fare in the history books? So it's not not good. Not great. Uh,
0: in his last attempt to kill the Kansas-Nebraska Act, Charles gave a midnight speech to the Senate. Okay. After he wrote, This quote, is
1: where they bring the lights down and they go with like black light, right? When
0: there's, when there's music. Right, when, yeah. It's they just put like, on pink Like Floyd. light just sort of like... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Give it a... Pass the blind. What's up? What's up? Welcome to Midnight Sumner. How you doing? Anti-slavery? Yeah. No. If you have a conscience, let me hear you say, "Whoa, Whoa. there we are!" Yeah. Uh,
0: after the speech, do, 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 do. What that? what's that? That's
1: just the DJ dropping on him.
0: <laughs> after he wrote, "Quote: The threats to put a bullet through my head and hang me have been frequent." I have always said, let them come. They will find me at my post. That's, why? I would have left that out.
1: Yeah. I'll be at my post. Come kill me. I'll be where you think I am. All right. See you then.
0: At the same time, at the exact same time, with tension high, during the debate of the Kansas-Nebraska Act, runaway slave Anthony Burns was arrested in the city of Boston. Abolitionists rioted armed with axes and knives they attacked the courthouse a guard was shot and killed the pro-slavery crowd held charles sumner personally responsible for the riot and the death of the guard okay. even though charles midnight speech did not reach boston until the next day after the riot well that's okay it's hard to put that's a hard one to put two and two together well
1: it doesn't uh, seem like math is a strong, math or logic aren't strong players in the era
0: One Southern newspaper wrote that he, quote, gave the command. Uh, Go! The Washington Star accused him of counseling treason and inciting the ignorant to murder. The ignorant being people against slavery.
1: Right. Well, they don't get it.
0: When Anthony Burns was marched to the docks, so they take him from the jail or whatever in Boston to the docks to put him on a ship to send him back down, he was guarded by 1,000 U.S. soldiers as 50,000 Bostonians protested. Wow. This is Boston. They hung big black banners up. They hung a, a coffin from one with spray painted or painted Liberty on it. They probably didn't spray paint. With Liberty painted on We've invented on it. this too. <laughs> we got a lot going on. The crowd booed, hissed, and yelled, Kidnappers! Kidnappers! Boston's wealthy elite even signed a petition calling for the repeal of the fugitive slave law. Okay. The Kansas Nebraska Act passed. Of course. Anti slavery and pro slavery groups began co- competing in the two territories. Nebraska didn't have much farmland, so slave owners were really not that into it. But Kansas's soil could grow hemp and tobacco. It became the battleground state. Wow. The Massachusetts legislator, legislature paid to send settlers with anti-slavery views to Kansas. Okay. As nearby slave-owning Missourians were worried that the abolitionists would then run off with their slaves. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's,
1: I mean, it's freeing them. It's, called, <laughs> it's actually called freeing them. <laughs> if you really think about it. I mean technically it's, sure, yeah, yeah. But either way, however you want your perspective.
0: A Missouri Senator urged people in Missouri to head into Kansas and illegally vote. Okay. Quote I can send five thousand men to cross the border into Kansas enough to kill every goddamn abolitionist in the territory. I advise you, one and all, to enter every election district in Kansas and vote at the point of the Bowie knife and revolver. What is it? Bring your guns. Yeah, he said bring your guns when you vote. Cool. Make sure that they get it down. What are we? Are we eight years away from I that being we're, okay? No, again? no, What two? One, two. Six, one, months, yeah. six months. Six months. Southern railroads offered free rides to Kansas. Okay. A pro-slavery committee offered $200 to every suitable person who would settle in Kansas. Okay. So people are just fucking getting cash to go to Kansas. <laughs> yeah. In 1855, Charles spoke of slavery again in the Senate. He singled out South Carolina Senator Andrew Butler and Virginia Senator James Mason for their, quote, plantation manners. That's a good Meaning- one. Just I think you just call them dickheads. Okay. I mean, PlayStation managers is Right, an oxymoron. Both men view the U.S. Senate not as a distinguished body, but as a plantation, well-stocked with slave over which the lash of an overseer has full sway. Southern senators were furious at the speech.
1: They seem chill, though. Yep, the Southern senators seem to be like they seem pretty cool, like cool dudes.
0: Yeah, guys, you want to hang out with? And chat guys, you want to hang stuff. with and
1: chat with? Maybe and, you own a guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just you know talk about how you have the ownership of human life. Uh huh. Something s- seems a little unrelatable about that now. <laughs> it
0: kind of does. You know, it's yeah, hard to... a little bit. Kansas held its election. Fifteen hundred men were registered to vote, but more than six thousand ballots were cast. Okay, so, so that's more than,
1: this is this is like the ice bowl.
0: If you're not familiar with uh, voting and uh, people, that's more than should have voted. Right. Now, this sounds like. 4, yeah,
1: this, this sounds like one of those. Uh, it sounds like the Venezuela thing where it's like,
0: how is that even possible? <laughs> Many by pro slavery men uh, from Missouri. So a lot of the Missouri guys did what that guy said. They just cruised across and voted. Right. And just went, whoop. The new legislature called for two to five years of hard labor for anyone possessing an anti-slavery publication. So they, I mean, the, mm. and the,
1: it's, it's just the addiction to free labor. Like they're like, and uh, if you uh, support it, you also gotta come work for five years.
0: It's, it's fucking crazy. Uh, the law also mandated the death penalty for people who induce slaves to revolt. The laws created an atmosphere of violence. An anti-slavery settler was hacked with knives and a hatchet and left at his cabin door. Three brothers were shot by a band of 15 Missourians. Pro-slavery men shaved the head and tarred and feathered a lawyer who had spoken out against election fraud. He was later shot dead in his home. So Kansas is not going great.
1: No. There's a lot of bad relocating. You're like, boy, the neighborhood's changed since this got, became a battleground We state. should have
0: done the state thing. Yeah. Kansas Free Soilers organized their own state convention and drew up their own constitution that prohibited slavery. Okay. What's happening now? So the Free... They're just... So they just basically formed a different government we're In Kansas. We're a new government. Uh, we're also... We're... Also, Kansas government. Can we do that? Can we do that here? We're doing it. Can we no We're but doing can it. we don't have a side one going? Can we do it? We, there's lots of things we could do. What
1: okay. Hit me with it.
0: Well, you could increase uh, the number of justices once you take over.
1: Oh, I know that. That's scary. Um, do you think do you think that's scary or okay? I think that I think that's a very slippery slope.
0: I think that uh, well, we can talk about it later, but okay, if sorry. you don't do that, really bad things are going to happen. Okay. Um, they also uh, the free soilers also barred free blacks. Okay, so they're the barring and tarring. They wanted Kansas to be a free state, but also a white state.
1: Who the, the, this is like <laughs> the guy? The, the, this is like the person that shows up to like the protest. With the, like, no blood for oil sign, and you're like, it's a woman's march, dude. Uh, (laughs) Come on. Stay on message.
0: The voters approved it by an overwhelming majority, so the free soil government then asked Congress to admit Kansas as a free state. So now Kansas has two different state legislatures, one allowing slavery and the other not allowing slavery. Sure. So President Pierce asked Congress to admit Kansas as a slave state. And in January 1856, a Kansas resident wrote to Sumner telling him they trusted him or counting on him to do something. Because he's like the number one guy on the sure, government against sure. slavery. The Senate started debating which Kansas legislature to go with in March of 1856. Wow. A New York senator wrote a bill to admit Kansas immediately as a free state, while another uh, senator wrote for it to be a slave state. In, on May 19, 1856, Charles Sumner gave his Crime Against Kansas speech. The visiting galleries in the Senate were packed. It was over 90 degrees. At one o'clock in the afternoon, he began, quote, A crime has been committed, which is without example in the records of the past. It is the rape of a virgin territory, compelling it to the hateful embrace of slavery. The strife is no longer local, but national. Even now, while I speak, omens are on the horizon, threatening to darken the land, which already palpitates with the mutterings of civil war. He then called President Pierce, quote, not merely an imbecile, but an idiot. <laughs> strong. Strong. can It came out strong. Strong stuff yeah. there.
1: Uh Okay. So, yeah. I mean, so he's he's now, he's a very, like, now people are listening to what he has to say, yeah, yeah. like he's, it or hate
0: it. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely, uh, definitely one of the leaders of the, of the anti-slavery movement. His speech went on for five hours and lasted two days. Did he have an editor? Uh, he, he, I think back then there wasn't any TV. I mean, TV. he had a
1: cricket match.
0: I think back then there wasn't any TV, so no one was like, I gotta, I gotta get home. Everyone was like, yeah, I mean, we're I uh, gonna... can't
1: wait to see what the next five hours have tomorrow.
0: It's just the first day he spoke for three hours, the second day, he called out Senators Andrew Butler of South Carolina and James Mason of Virginia. These are the two he had previously denounced as plantation uh, manners. Right, guys. Butler was not there because he had just had a stroke, okay That did not stop Charles. He okay. said, oh quote. Boy. Senator Butler has chosen a mistress to whom he has made vows and who, though ugly to others, is always lovely to him. I mean, the harlot slavery. Jeez. (laughs) Yep. Jeez. Coming in strong. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Charles kept using sexual references in his speech, using harlot, virgin, and rape while he described slavery. Yeah. These are tough. It's tough. some tough terms. He said Butler quote, is a buffoon. He shows an incapacity of accuracy, whether in stating the Constitution or in stating the law, whether in details or statistics. Senator Butler cannot open his mouth, but out there flies a blunder. It's a tough thing to say after a stroke. (laughs) that's one of those things that you
1: look at and you're like oh you know he's had a stroke since I came up with that line oh I did
0: not know oh I should probably let me turn that one down maybe get rid of the stuff that flies out of his mouth a little bit Uh, I'm gonna
1: lose all the mouth and hand stuff
0: Senator uh, Douglas of Illinois paced in the back of the Senate chamber and said quote that damn fool will get himself killed or some other or by some other damn fool (laughs) okay Uh, Senator uh, Charles Sumner attacked South Carolina quote the requirement that legislators from South Carolina own an estate of 500 acres of land and 10 Negroes is madness. If the entire history of South Carolina were blotted out of existence, civilization would lose less than it has already gained by the example of Kansas in that valiant struggle against oppression. Wow. He's hitting on it's hard. Yeah. It's hitting hard. It's a, it's a roast. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> And let me tell you something about North Carolina. (laughs) In the end of the speech, he asked his fellow senators to admit a free Kansas. Quote, in just regard for free labor, in Christian sympathy for the slave, in dutiful respect for the founding fathers, in the name of the Constitution and in the name of the heavenly father whose service is perfect freedom. He then sat down and the Senate went bug fuck. Fuck. A Michigan senator said the speech was, quote, the most un-American, unpatriotic thing that ever grated on the ears of the members of this high body. Senator uh, Douglas called it, quote, obscene and vulgar, unfit for decent men to read, more worthy of those haunts where ladies cannot go and where gentlemen never read Latin. <laughs> I'm talking about a fuck room. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> good Lord. I'm never reading Latin. Boy, I really
0: gave it to him there, <laughs> you non-Latin readers. Uh. Douglas then asked Charles why he used personal attacks. Quote, Was it to turn the Senate into a beer garden? Huh? Where Where people don't read Latin? (laughs) Where senators cannot associate on terms which ought to prevail between gentlemen? Or was it simply to provoke some of us to kick him, as we would a dog in the street, so that he may get sympathy upon the just punishment?
1: Wait, now the dog analogy's out the window, too.
0: (laughs) He's saying he deserves to be kicked like a dog. Yeah, but then he's saying,
1: Then the dog gets sympathy...
0: Yeah, well, because if you kick a dog, everyone's like, well, that's fucked up. Why'd you kick that dog?
1: Yeah, but that's not like they're, they're making it sound like the dog is a step ahead.
0: Okay. Look, I'm on the dog side. No, no, side. it's fair. It's fair. A New York rep warned the These other... These guys should
1: be allowed to kick dogs! <laughs>
0: <laughs> a New York rep warned the other Massachusetts senator to protect Sumner because he thought Douglas's comments were designed to get someone to attack him. Though Douglas is not the only one. One Tennessee, Tennessee congressman said uh, said Charles, quote, ought to be knocked down and his face jumped onto. <laughs> Jesus. These are. Cool. What's what? crazy is a year ago, this would have sounded
1: so much crazier. Oh, now it's.
0: Yeah, now it's like, yeah, okay. And now you're like, is that over 140 characters? Charles slipped out uh, a side door and walked to his hotel alone. la da da Just get the fuck out of here. The speech was printed immediately in newspapers in northern cities, and pamphlet editions were soon made available in New York, Boston, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. More than one million copies of the speech were distributed. Northern newspapers. So
1: he went. So this is when you would go viral, you would go pamphlet. He went pamphlet. Then. He went full
0: pamphlet. Dude, yeah. you went pamphlet. You fucking. How'd you go pamphlet on that one, man?
1: You can't really tell someone how you go pamphlet. I don't it's know. just kind of this like combination yeah. of the timing and right? the pamphlet.
0: I don't know how it happens. But you know? yeah, some people are just like, this is, this is a great pamphlet. Yeah. Uh, a Northern newspaper wrote of his quote, brave and noble speech, the greatest voice on the greatest subject that has ever been uttered. The Richmond, Virginia Inquirer denounced him because he spoke while ladies were present. Oh, I, well, Dave, why do not you say ladies were present? I,
1: I, just, I was this is my, to like the this guy. This is how I found out he about it. He let the ladies be present? I didn't know. What the hell were they doing? Quote. Just listening? Women hearing words like...
0: Harlot. <laughs> and other words. And other words much like harlot. Uh, so this is another... Richmond, Virginia Inquirer. Quote, Sumner acted as the public insulter of female delicacy, sensibility, and refinement. The cowardly Sumner stands in stark contrast to the honorable, courageous, and manly Andrew Butler. You definitely should listen
1: to the pro slavery people as far as uh, why it was so wrong for women to be there. We're looking out for them. I mean, it really is. It really it's the core group of bullshitters who pretend they just are able to lie about looking out for people to the nth degree. Yeah, always. Been happening. Un, they, nev, they don't they, they don't have it. They don't have the part of you that goes like,
0: hey, what the fuck? What if there is hell? <laughs> like, what if there is? That'll be really bad for me. At this time, there was a Southern code of honor. It Be re- a douche. It required a reputation for honesty and integrity, for courage and strength, and mastery over dependence. Wife, children. Sure. Slaves. Yeah, right. People you own. Sure. People you own, exactly. Also, a willingness to use violence to defend any slight of reputation as well as any threats to the reputations of relatives. South Carolina Representative Preston Brooks was Senator... Andrew Butler's second cousin. Okay. And he was in the Senate chamber for the speech. (laughs) Oh, no. According to the code... What will Preston be doing? Senator Butler was obligated to whip Charles Sumner. He was obligated? Yes, Senator Butler. Was obligated to whip? By the code, by the Southern code. Okay. He was obligated to whip him. Okay, okay.
1: But Sorry, th- that is hard to figure out, right?
0: I'm not crazy? No, it's uh, batshit insane. Okay, thank you. Uh, but Butler was 60 years old and he just had a stroke. So Preston Brooks decided that, quote... I'll whip! It is to be my duty to relieve my cousin Butler and avenge the insult to my state. He didn't think Charles would be up for a duel, because he wasn't gentlemanly enough. Right. He considered using a horsewhip to flog Sumner, but was worried that Charles would grab it from him because Charles was bigger. Okay. So he settled on a wooden cane with a gold head. Uh, to hit him with. Mm-hmm.
1: So sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
1: So now he's the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just gone through. he's, he's had. <laughs> okay, so there's three options. So he's like, I can whip him, but he's big. So that uh, probably isn't going to work. Yeah, Yes. Uh, maybe I'll just get a cane with a gold head. Oh! And then is the gold head to hit him with? No, the gold head's just because he's a fancy boy. Yeah, he's fancy boy. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not going to cane with a regular cane.
0: Brooks needed a cane because he had a leg injury from a duel 16 years earlier. Okay. He told his fellow South Carolina reps that he, quote, planned to disgrace Sumner with a flagellation. With, well, I'm sorry? He's going to beat him. Oh, sorry.
1: I thought, sorry.
0: I thought you meant...
1: A flagellation? Nope. He's going to fart on him? Look, we all hear things. <laughs>
0: And perhaps when you hear things, you get a
1: quick vision of what that could possibly look like. And the southern gentleman is here. All righty. Like that? Uh, look, let's. we don't need to be, we don't need to go there.
0: The morning after this, we have young listeners.
1: <laughs> I mean, there are people who say they let like their eight-year-olds listen. They must write, they um, probably right now are like, boom! I'm, right now I'm God in that
0: <laughs> car. <laughs> The morning after the speech, Preston Brooks waited outside the Capitol. But Charles did not come. The day after, Brooks and a friend again waited for Charles outside the Capitol. Again, they did not see him. Now, on that day, both houses of Congress adjoined early for a funeral. So Brooks went to the Senate chamber and tried to get the sergeant at arms to remove a female visitor who was there. The sergeant at arms refused. So Butler was just because? Well, Butler was forced to wait an hour for her to leave before he could attack. Oh, Jesus. can't God. attack what, him with what, a they, lady. I can't beat
1: him with a lady oh, present. I'm Lord. a gentleman. That is unreal.
0: Rules are rules. I can't hit a man with a stick <laughs> with a woman here. That would be insane. <laughs> Look, what sounds crazier? <laughs> Charles was signing copies of of his speech at his desk. How you doing? Who should I make yeah. it out to? <laughs> well, thanks for getting the pamphlet. You know, really appreciate it. You know, every
1: <laughs> pamphlet helps a lot. So that's, that's really big of you. Thank you so much. Hey, man, how you doing?
0: I'm gonna, you want me to sign it? No, <laughs> no sleep till hippo? Okay. No sleep till... Butler approached and said, Mr. Sumner. And Charles Sumner raised his head. He'd never met Butler. Yes? Uh, wait, did I change this to Butler? Brooks, sorry. He'd never met Brooks. Okay, right. Yeah, Brooks is... He'd spirit. never met Brooks. Uh, so, uh, quote, Mr. Sumner, I have read your speech twice over carefully. Thanks so much, man. What do you want me to say? It is libel on South Carolina and Mr. Butler, who is a relative, relative of mine. So it's to Butler? Is that just one <clears> T? <throat> Brooks then hit Charles Sumner on the top of the head with the small end of the cane. Aha! Quote, intending to put him on his guard. Ah! But he did more than that. Charles lost his sight. Oh, Jesus. Brooks then hit Charles again and again on his head and face with the heavy end of the cane. Oh,
1: God. Charles... So it was for hitting. He is using the gold part. Yeah.
0: Charles could not get up because his legs were pinned under the desk. Oh, God. Around a dozen blows to the head. His face was now covered in blood. Charles' trapped legs finally pulled the bolted desk from the floor. What? He staggered down the aisle as Brooks continued to beat him on the head. Jesus God. Quote To the full extent of my power, I piled I plied him so rapidly that he did not touch me. Brooks' cane snapped from the beating, but he continued hitting Charles with the splintered piece. God damn. Charles cried out, Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh and stumbled around the seats and began to fall. Brooks then grabbed Charles by the lapel and held him While he hit away. God damn. What is Joe Pesci in the chamber shouted, go Brooks. What the fuck? Yeah, What? And give the damn abolitionist hell. As the beating neared an end, Brooks said, quote, Sumner was entirely insensible and bellowed like a calf. But he's pretty chuffed with himself, huh? Yeah, he's pretty fucking happy with himself. A reporter and a group of men ran to stop it, but as they got near, one of Brooks' friends pulled out his own cane and raised it up and yelled, Let them alone! Goddamn, let them alone! Brooks continued hitting. He said he did not uh, stop hitting Sumner, quote, until I had thrashed him with about 30 first-rate strikes. God damn. I repeated it until I was satisfied. No one interrupted, and I stopped simply because I had punished him to my satisfaction. Some congressmen finally came over and stopped it. uh, Thanks for all your help. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for jumping in. A friend of Charles caught him and stopped him from falling, quote, full on the floor head and face covered in blood his feet in the aisle he groaned at first and then went silent as senseless as a corpse for several minutes his head bleeding copiously from the frightful wounds and the blood saturating his clothes the attack had lasted 60 to 90 seconds which is if you've ever seen a fight in real life yeah it's absolutely it's it's really creepy to watch but sixty to ninety seconds is crazy, is unbelievable.
1: Well, it's crazy how how long that is if you're fighting. Yeah, we we did we did this thing. Me and uh, Evan did this thing once where we went and did like MMA training for our travel oh my show God. and like fought each other. And we did we did three one minute rounds. Yeah, and you're exhausted. It, it it felt like thirty minutes. Yeah, like that. It's such a long time when it's t- you're talking
0: about physical violence. Yeah. It is a, lot, a lifetime as far as the impacts you can have. Preston Brooks's friends took him to a side room. He noticed the cane's gold cap was missing and asked someone to find it. That's So he's he's handling this I'm, fairly well. I'm missing the bottom, the part that goes... Oh, God, Preston, you're the victim. Maybe it might be in his head.
1: Oh, I'll go check his brain.
0: He told his brother, quote, I wore out my cane completely, but saved the head, which is gold cool guy Brooks had cut himself swinging above his eyes swinging his cane so he bandaged his eye uh, above his eye and, he, and then he left walking down the street colleagues helped Charles up and gave him a glass of water that'll do he staggered towards a side room and said quote, I cannot believe that a thing like this was possible and then he asked someone to find his hat because I have to go outside, you uh, see. Uh, the, 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 I Dave, don't want to be a monster,
1: Dave. I don't. I don't want us to talk about the hats anymore. <laughs> but the idea that you just had thirty first-rate strikes go into your head
0: with a gold crust—your head, train. the your place head. where the hat's gonna go, yeah, like a rock—you're gonna hit with a rock on I mean, yeah,
1: you should be wearing an ice hat.
0: Yeah, and he's
1: hat. like, possibly brain damaged. Yes. Well. Uh, Let's get the hat and get to the hospital, gentlemen. <laughs> I know the order of how things should work here. Find
0: the hat. If we don't find the hat, he might bleed to death. Give him someone
1: else's hat. No, I'll look ridiculous. <laughs> I'll look like a damn fool.
0: Preston Brooks was arrested look for... Look over s-
1: near where you found the cane head. <laughs> Could be around that area. I taking a fall there.
0: Preston Brooks was arrested for assault, but was immediately released on $500 bail. Thank God. He wrote to a brother the day after, quote, Every Southern man is delighted, and the abolitionists are like a hive of disturbed bees. I expected to be attacked this morning, but no one came near me. Hey, things are pretty good. You must not tell this to Mother. Don't tell Mother. Don't tell Mommy. Uh, everything's fine, Mother. The cane's fine. How's his mom gonna hear that he beat up a guy on the Senate floor?
1: Yeah, no, that doesn't spread.
0: News of the beating swept across the country. Brooks' hometown newspaper wrote, "Quote, hit him again." Okay. <laughs> Ready. We feel that our representative did exactly right. Are you serious? What else could the Massachusetts scoundrel senator expect? What? I just... Look what
1: he said. What did he say when he went back into the chamber before he asked for his hat? I can't believe
0: this happened or yeah, something? I can't believe this, this would be possible, basically. Yeah. Another paper wrote, quote, Brooks had thrashed Sumner 50 times, but we believe the number is exaggerated. We very much doubt that Brooks would ex- exceed the legal number of 39 lashes. Uh, okay. So, sorry. The South Carolina Inquirer wrote, uh, Wait, wait. There, there is a legal number of lashes? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, in the South, he could legally by the gentleman, do what he did? In the South, by the, by the code of honor, the Southern <laughs> Gentleman's Code, if you were offended in some way, you could then legally hit someone 39 times. 39 times you could hit someone. Uh, 39. Uh, with a uh, whip or a cane. Uh, 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 because that's normal. It's part of the
1: new 40s Too Much campaign.
0: The South Carolina Enquirer hmm. wrote, quote, well done no by oh, God Richmond uh, paper quote "Nothing in this world but to cowhide bad manners out of him or good manners into him." Yeah. Sumner in particular ought to have 39 every morning.
1: Oh all right so we're just getting worse and worse I'm waiting for
0: a hero who won't be landing. Papers describe Preston Brooks as chivalrous for avenging Senator Butler and Southern Honor. Unreal I really part of me really thought. That this would there would be outrage over this They said he was now among the heroes of his country oh, and boy. we're seeking to restore the Senate the dignity and respectability from which the abolition we're, senators were, just, were stripping. It. We're
1: so stupid. We are just so fucking stupid. Just fucking idiots. We, we are just so dumb. Yeah. Why do why do we have to pretend? I mean, we're just that we're just, I mean, we have to just acknowledge that we just, we just have a huge pocket of dumb. I mean, and what do we, and we can't penetrate it. It's like another planet that has a force field around it. And we're, I mean, essentially we have like a North Korea inside of ourselves. We just have this pocket of dumbness <sighs> that we can't change. And we're just like, all right, so we'll figure it out. We'll just rearrange the furniture again, and then maybe they won't firebomb the apartment. Pro
0: Brooks rallies. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Full of Southerners were held in Washington, D.C. and South Carolina. He got hundreds of canes as gifts. Oh, God. Charleston merchants bought, (laughs) bought him one inscribed with, Hit him again. Oh, my God. University of Virginia students (laughs) arranged to sell Brooks a cane head that had, quote, a hefty gold handle, which will be suitably inscribed and also bear upon it a likeness of the human head badly cracked and broken. So they're going to give him a cracked head as like a way to go. Yeah, I came with the Use a it on head. heads
1: again. Look what you did to this human. Can you imagine being like uh, someone who has who disagrees with him being around like you're going to get 39. He's going to beat you mercilessly. You're going to get good felon.
0: Now we could also take a step back here and say if this is what they say about a senator now think about what they were actually doing to black people oh my god southerners in the senate chamber had picked up pieces of the splintered cane and they were fashioned into wooden rings which were then worn by southern congressmen flag pins things were different in the north hundreds wrote to Sumner to convey their sympathy anger shock and indignation Overnight, the cane attack convinced thousands of moderate Northerners to embrace abolitionism. Okay, thank God. Northern newspapers called Brooks a cowardly scoundrel, and the Caning one of the nation's most infamous events. They said the attack was without parallel in legislative history. The New York Times. The blow struck at Sumner took effect upon freedom of speech in that spot where without freedom of speech, there can be no freedom of any kind (laughs) boston wanted even more quote the bully brooks should be dealt with he ought to be mercilessly kicked from one end of the continent to the other okay so what a single creature has done today a hundred equally barbarous may attempt tomorrow what does the future hold for the country if by the persuasive arguments of the Bludgeoned the Bowie knife and the revolver, a member could refute and silence any member who may dare to utter his personal convictions. All good points. Uh, Pro-Sumner rallies of thousands were held in New York, How's and Boston. Doing? Gatherings.
1: Oh, you're just pushing.
0: And indignation <laughs> meetings were held in Philadelphia, Albany, Cleveland, Detroit, New Haven, Providence, and almost every city and small town in the north. Cleveland's caught on fire, right? Yeah. Obviously. In many places, Preston Brooks was hanged in effigy. Okay. On May 27th in the Senate, a northern senator said in a speech that Sumner had been struck down by a brutal, murderous, and cowardly assault. Senator Butler, who had just arrived back from his- Hey,
1: what did I miss?
0: His stroke vacation, stood up and shouted, You are a liar! To who? To the guy who said that Sumner had been oh, beat right. down brutally. Right. And, uh, uh, of course, cool. Butler's remarks were struck struck from the record. Oh, of course. Two days later, Preston Brooks issued a written apology to the Senate for attacking Sumner inside the chamber.
1: I was going to say, I thought that this, there would be some level of regret at some point. I was
0: hoping. But he also claimed he had to assault Charles... Where he did, because he had waited outside for two days.
1: Oh, well, they, now that they know he had to wait outside for two days.
0: Quote, the Senate had adjourned for more than an hour previous to the assault. He said he didn't have much of a choice after Sumner's verbal attack on Senator Butler in South Carolina. my God. He also said he had nothing but, quote, high respect for the Senate. Oh, my
1: God. I really thought you were going to say for Sumner. <laughs>
0: but if that, it, it wouldn't surprise you, the height of bullshit <laughs> A Senate committee formed and concluded that the caning was Quote, a breach of the privileges of the Senate Unfortunately, since Brooks was not a member of the Senate But a member of the House, the Senate had no jurisdiction Oh my God For pu- punishment Oh my God On June 12th, South Carolina Senator Andrew... Can you at least say
1: that he can't carry a cane anymore?
0: Andrew Butler delivered his first major speech since his honor and reputation had been tarnished by Sumner three weeks before. Butler said that Sumner had suffered just flesh wounds, quote, which ought not to have detained him from the Senate. Vanity, perhaps, has kept him from his Senate duties, but little else. Being a rather handsome man, perhaps he would not like to expose himself by making an appearance. Sure. Sure. It's sure.
1: It's vanity. The first Republican you'd, convention. he would look cool if it was a vanity thing. Right. You'd
0: show up with a couple yeah. of cuts What's up, and bruises too. Shit got weird in here.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I walk with a cane
0: now. The first Republican National Convention was held on June 17th, 1856 in Philadelphia. There were 600 delegates. Is there the, audio of it? Obje- <laughs> that would be amazing. The objective of the new party was to overthrow slave power. Someone yelled three cheers for Sumner, and the crowd cheered it over and over and over. But Sumner was not there. He was confined to his room and his bed. He was lonely and debilitated. He wrote a shaky letter to Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, quote, My fingers are quite unused unused to the pen. Massachusetts offered to pay his medical expenses, but he told them to send the money to the cause of creating a free Kansas. Charles's doctor reported a wound on the right side of the head an inch, which had not healed. There was also a, quote, pulpy feeling on the head. And he was worried by Sumner's unnaturally excited state. Uh. Charles complained to his doctor of, quote, oppressive weight or pressure on the brain, which intensifies when he converses and becomes excited. He has lost both flesh and strength. His appetite is irregular and he often lays awake at night in terrible pain. Oh, my God. On July 7th, 1856, Preston Brooks stood trial for the caning of Charles Sumner. He was charged with assault instead of attempted murder. Brooks objected to Charles not being there and hinted that he had overstated the severity of the attack. Southern lawmakers testified that Charles had committed an offense by making his speech, and therefore, Brooks was within his.
1: Sure. Well, and he was under thirty-nine. He came in under thirty-nine. Yeah, under thirty-nine. So I don't know what the deal is. He didn't hit par.
0: Right. He did not hit par. Yeah. The judge found Brooks guilty and gave him a fine of three hundred dollars.
1: I'm assuming that's all that I'm going to hear as far as the punishment goes.
0: He paid on the spot and walked out of court. Uh, No. His supporters then raised $300 to reimburse him. Oh, my God. The House debated whether or not to expel... It's it's a cane starter. (laughs) The House debated whether or not to expel Preston Brooks. A Tennessee congressman said that Brooks, quote, instead of deserving punishment, merited the highest praise. Mr Sumner did not get a hit more than he deserved and he as well as some members of this house deserve a good whipping. Huh. So he's saying let's beat up more people. Yeah, in the house. no he's he's yeah, that's he wants he, he wants to live in America. Yeah, that's what <laughs> That's what he said. After 6 days of debate over Brooks, the house voted 121 to 95 to expel Brooks. I
1: mean minor minor justice.
0: That was twenty-three short of the necessary two-thirds majority. Boy,
1: that's got to be. By the way, oh expel- shit! What? <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, oh god!
0: Really? Uh, you really threaded the needle there, Anthony. I, that was just when I wrote that. I was so happy.
1: I mean, it could, I, yeah, I mean, it's like we've worked on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that was like you doing a verbal double take.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I mean, who knows? I don't even remember what the hell I was going with. But I was like, could you, Matt, No, how, what, why?
0: So Brooks was not expelled. Brooks then... This is destroyed. what I was going to say. How awkward would it be if you voted
1: against him and he had to stay in? That's when I was like, ah, hey, he's out. Now you're like, good. good. You got
0: the cane. Ma- ma- majority. 121 yeah. to 95. But still, now you're like, uh, the cane guy's here. Preston Brooks then stood up and addressed the House and argued that he shouldn't be punished because it happened in the Senate chamber, not the House. So now he's like mad that they, that this even is, though he's not expelled. No, the victim, he's the victim. He then resigned. Okay. Because he was angry at those who wanted to expel him. Okay, well, I mean, we'll take it. So well, he's we'll take gone. It. He's out. We'll take it. Two weeks later, oh boy. South Carolina held a special election to fill the seat. Preston Brooks ran unopposed <sighs> and won. What? He was now a member of the House of Representatives of the United States of America. Wait, so now he's he's in the wasp's nest? I'm now he, back, motherfuckers! He's I mean. He 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 they kicked him out. But then they couldn't because they didn't have, they were like a few votes short. So, so then he, he got, got mad, mad and quit, resigned, and two weeks later. And then comes
1: back unopposed. Fuck. That's how much they love me. Yeah. I mean, he, lay yeah, he's, he's country, it's like his Easter.
0: Our country is a ridiculous shit pile. We'll prove it. A Richmond, Virginia newspaper wrote a story, a story titled possuming for our part. We never have believed that Sumner was sufficiently hurt to make it necessary for him to take to his bed at all. The well-deserved, he had a pulpy head. The well-deserved caning was not so severe that it would detain him in confinement for more than a week. Scare Sumner back to his feet by appointing a committee of one Southern man to assess his condition it would be enough to impart to the possuming wretch the strength to enable him to rise up from his bed and walk even to boston this sentiment was repeated in newspapers all across the south jesus with no with no no just no proof no yeah. idea of what's happening just that's what i say yeah. No. I mean, and he got hit fifty times potentially. You hit know, a lot. I mean, I mean, sixty, ninety seconds of hitting. I mean, come on, that's a lot of fucking. And
1: hits. you're like, come on, should be a week.
0: Charles turned he down. Just got
1: hit with a gold goose.
0: <laughs> I picture a goose. Charles turned down invitations to appear at Republican conventions. I can't. The My
1: brain hurts. I'm, I'm mushy now. So I'm mush.
0: Preston Brooks appeared before 10,000 people at a rally in South Carolina. He was presented with more canes. One report said he received, quote, a wagon load. A wagon? Jesus. Then Northern Republicans began linking Bleeding Kansas and Bleeding Sumner in the public's mind. Okay. So they've started a PR campaign. Sure. Quote, For the North to witness one of its best men butchered in Congress, it offers us an opportunity to see the aggression of the slave power in action. The South was being seen in a whole new light, more uncivilized than anyone had previously imagined. A New York conservative, quote, It was not the act itself, horrible as it was, that excited me, but the tone of the Southern press and the approval apparently of the whole Southern people. The New York Times, quote, The Canaan confirms that the South will stop at no extremity of violence in order to subdue the people of the free states and force them into a tame subserviency of its own domination. Charles Sumner's beating had done more than his words ever could. Their exuberance at a man's violent thrashing is their undoing. Because they are exuberant. Yeah. There's no other word to describe what they are. They are drunk, thrilled beyond words drunk that a power. man was beaten yeah. with a weapon. Yeah, Republicans won 11 northern states in the 1856 presidential election, though Democrat James Buchanan won the presidency. But a worried Southern Democrat said, quote, The cane which broke Mr. Sumner's head has turned more votes than all other causes that were at work. Another said, quote, Preston Brooks deserves a statue from the Republican Party that Kane has secured a success to the agitators, which they never could have accomplished without him. Now let's also stop here to point out that the, the thing that's come up a couple of times is that moderates didn't want to vote against slavery because they wanted to keep their businesses going right. It took a white man being attacked to turn the North against slavery. howdy (laughs) do. At this point, Brooks confided to a fellow congressman that he was, quote, tired of his new role and heartsick of being recognized as the representative of bullies, the recipient of their gifts and the testimonials of admiration and regard. So now he doesn't like the fact... He's been typecast. ...that he's been typecast as the fucking monster that he is. he's Costanzant. And now he's looking around and seeing all these people who are drooling that he beat a man and he doesn't like it, even though he beat a man. Right. In his debilitated condition in January 1857, the Massachusetts legislature unanimously reelected Sumner to the Senate. On January 28, 1857, Preston Brooks died. He was 37. Wow. He had been suffering from a sore throat. Doctors... Declined to use leeching and blistering, and some there claimed his death was needless, and that a few leeches could have saved him. Well, he, he died from a sore throat. I'm sure he had like a strep throat or something. Still very it crazy. Can kill you. Strep throat can totally fucking kill you. Don't don't get angry it at me. Can fucking kill you. Bitch. Relax. The official telegram announcing his death stated, "Quote: He died a horrid death and suffered intensely." I'm okay with that. Thousands attended the funeral in D.C. In South Carolina, his body was laid out, uncovered, so people could pay their respects. A Southern paper, quote, his friends, relatives, and devoted slaves might look their last on the beloved form. What kind of preposterous universe
1: are they living in? That's so fucking insane. Where where you think that, I, I mean... What? Oh, there's my wonderful master who owns me. Oh, man. I'm sure gonna...
0: The fucking delusion.
1: Beat the shit out of this thing with a cane!
0: The delusion that they lived under. Yeah. His body was frozen, which allowed the viewing. Brooks left no will, so everything he owned was sold off. 3,000 bushels of corn, 46 bales of cotton, 80 slaves, etc. A month later, Charles decided to go to Europe to restore his health.
1: For two and a half years... Oh boy, I bet the Republicans love that.
0: He then came back to D.C. for four months, but found he was unable to function. So it's been three years now. He's Quote, I cannot work with the mind except in very narrow limits. At times I feel almost well, and then after a little writing or a little sitting in the Senate, I feel the weight spreading over my brain. So he had like... You know, there was a i always remember there was a great la kings hockey player named Dedon marsh of all names but he got a really brutal concussion he could it was like two years later he couldn't he could uh, walk yeah. he couldn't yeah. walk from one well, concussion think,
1: think about i mean yeah clear, i mean you know like if you
0: if you have a head injury that's bad enough that yeah, it changes your life completely uh, yeah yeah and he was uh He was also, in Washington, mad seeing Northern senators being nice to Southerners, who he called called his assassins. In August 1858, Kansas voted to reject slavery. Once it reached the required population, it would be admitted as a free state to the Union. Charles Sumner returned to Paris. He was treated by a doctor with, quote, fire treatments.
1: Okay, so
0: when do you... What? Would you like to hear I'm just picturing... Would you like to hear about fire treatments? <laughs> I'm nervous. The doctor applied a flaming compress made of rolled cotton wool to Charles Bear's skin, burning the length of his spinal cord. This was supposed oh, wait. to... So, slow... Stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he's just lighting
0: his back on fire? He was well, spine he's making his he's making him a, a fire spine guy he's burning but we're his, talking
1: just skin.
0: yeah he's burning his skin. he's just burning, he's his, burning his spine his, the skin, skin that's over his spine he's burning his spine skin okay just setting a guy on fire continue Proceed? uh continue mm-hmm. uh, this was supposed to reduce excess fluid in the brain and spinal cord easing the pressure on the back Charles thought it was great. He he went through it and thought it was great. He kept doing it. He liked it. Yeah, he kept doing it. Okay, that. although it probably took his mind off the brain pain. Is that, that
1: probably? I mean, that might be part of the solution I mean, look, here.
0: Pain is goddamn.
1: My back is killing me.
0: Pain is a very tricky thing, and there's a, a lot of research that there's a mind over matter thing that there's a lot of like stuff being done. That's well, but immersive. also
1: it is totally true that if you have a point of severe pain, eliminate it, you are like there's other pain yeah <laughs> there's brain, different yeah, pains
0: yeah, like, i oh, found no pain back hurts what what head in november 1859 uh a bit improved charles came back to dc and wrote quote this is a barbarous place the slave masters seem to me more ever more than ever barbarians in manner conversation speeches conduct principles life All things indicate a crisis. There is now little communication between the two sides, and the bonds of union are weakening. Republican Party leaders wanted Charles to stay quiet. They did not want him saying anything that would upset moderates. (laughs) There's that term. After Abraham Lincoln's 1860 presidential nomination, Charles gave a four-hour speech titled The Barbarism of Slavery. This was four years after his caning. Quote, Slavery is nothing less than a huge insurrection against the eternal law of God. Between slavery and freedom, there is essentially incompatibility. After the speech, South Carolina Senator James Chestnut responded, After ranging over Europe, crawling through the back doors to whine at the feet of of the British, craving pity and reaping a harvest of contempt, This slanderer of states and men has reappeared in the Senate. I'd hoped Mr. Sumner, after the punishment he received for his insolence, would have learned propriety and manners. Yet, clearly, this has not occurred. He is the incarnation of malice and cowardice. How? How? How are you? Okay, go ahead. Charles then said he would print the senator's remarks in an appendix to his speech. (laughs) <laughs> That's pretty good. And had the guards escort him out. Oh, my God. He was escorted around Washington by guards the whole time he was there. Because at that point, he knew everything you fuckers say is just hurting him. Yeah. Now you've gone too far, so now all your shit. If you want to sit here and say that I was a coward of being beaten, it's just going to hurt you. Right.
1: I'll tell you what I think. We need to light a fire on the spine of our government. Oh, <sighs> And we gotta change the way our brain experiences... I lost it. I lost it. Lost the thread.
0: The Chicago Tribune wrote, Sumner's speech was the most masterly and exhaustive argument against human bondage that has ever been made in this or any other country since man first commenced to oppress his fellow man. Southern newspapers were not as much into it. With a real chance of a Lincoln presidency, Republicans feared the speech would... Again, alienate modern voters. (laughs) So they were worried it would alienate voters if he came back, and now they're worried that the speech will alienate alienate them. They're they're (laughs) great. The next month, 3,000 people came to hear Charles speak in New York City. He spoke for two hours. The speech was printed in pamphlets and circulated all around the country. He's dropping another P. Mm-hmm. In the fall, the Republican committee circulated his barbarism of slavery speech as a campaign document. As so a
1: document to run against.
0: No, to run. They finally come around and been like, all right, people. Really? Yeah. I mean, eventually they see so many people being like, yeah, that they're like, okay, this will. We did some polls and moderates are moderates. So, right. Um, so... <clears throat> Candidates everywhere wanted him to come and speak. Lincoln won. On November 10th, South Carolina called for a state convention to vote on secession. Other states followed. By April, the Civil War had begun. On April 18th, Charles saw a large, violent crowd in the square in front of his hotel in Washington. He went through a side door and was told by the manager that he had to leave. But Charles had already paid. So he was moved to an attic room, and the crowd eventually dispersed. In 1872, Charles was asked by a friend how he felt about Brooks. Quote, he was the unconscious agent of a malign power. It was slavery, not he, that struck the blow. Charles Sumner died on May eleventh, eighteen seventy-four, of a heart attack. His friends declined an autopsy on Sumner's body, so the extent of his injuries from the caning is not known. Ninety thousand people over two days viewed his casket.
1: They got to get that uh, Nigerian CTE doctor to get, get that, that guy yeah that shit. Yeah. Fuck
0: yeah. Tributes were printed in many newspapers, as well as in Europe, and the Southern Carolina flag was lowered to half staff in his honor. Wow, so what? that's interesting. What's well, remember? It's after the war. Um, Still, it's is that a Confederate flag? Well, I mean you're talking about there's that period where Some, before Jim Low Jim Crow laws kick yeah. in, when there's actually it's looking like there's, hey, this might be a place right. where everything's good. Yeah, fun um, run. Uh, July 26 2107. Representative Buddy Carter so, of...
1: 2107?
0: Sorry. So, I, so this is... July 26th. This sorry. is in 90 I, years? I, I, yeah, this is... The, I, I did miss This is our first... It's not the future. This is our first follow-up. July twenty six, 2017. Representative Buddy Car- Carter of Georgia defended President Trump's criticism of Senator Lisa Murkowski mm. of Alaska during the healthcare debate. Quote, I think it's per- perfectly fair... Let me tell you, somebody needs to go over there to that Senate and snatch a knot in their ass. Snatch a knot means to hit them or whip them. I heard that. Didn't know what that meant. He said that about a woman. Yeah, well... Southern guy said that about a lady.
1: So what a... so, well, at, so least this is,
0: at least there's no parallels. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. At no, least we've at least we've there's not at least we've left all that in the past. That's the cool thing. I just don't. I, the cool I, thing is now we live what, in a country what, what, where everyone can talk to each other and yeah. get along. And right now, there's not a hashtag on this day slash civil war.
1: Wait, is a being, hashtag is
0: civil war that is being spread by James Woods and other people of that ilk saying that that it's time for a civil war on Twitter, uh, leaders of, of this sort of group of people what, Where? I mean, where is this going to end? This is just
1: going to turn this is this is. boy, we are in a real, we are in the eye of the storm right now and it's just not clear no,
0: how not. this shakes out. It doesn't end well
1: It ends poorly because we, we are in a storm We
0: all know it doesn't end well Everybody can feel it.
1: I mean, there's just most of us are on the same page in some way we just have a huge fucking problem under the car- <laughs> under the fucking rug that we are and we're we're talking yeah i mean we're like we live in an apartment with a cobra like we, yeah, we it, we're just how is it going to bite us when it's going to bite us yeah. we don't know for sure yeah but the cobra there's coming. a cobra and it's hungry there's snakes on the motherfucking plane dave
0: <laughs> yeah it doesn't end it's not gonna end well Ugh,
1: so Australia will be fun huh <laughs> fun to get over there for a stretch have
0: a hang hashtag you know? have a fucking
1: lager with a koala.
0: hashtag civil war well, a remarkably responsible thing to do well it's gonna be a dollop we sign it's just gonna be one you're gonna I'm gonna have to carve into a tree <laughs> we sign canes <laughs>
1: Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. canberra november 17th brisbane november 18th and then i will be in uh sydney on november 24th go to gareth for tickets Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson